Welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. I'm your host, Mark Richardson. Today, we have a very special guest who's been a regular on uh, Remodeling Mastery, Kermit Baker, who heads up the uh, Remodeling Futures Program at uh, Harvard University, as well as he is the chief economist for the American Institute of Architects as well. And, you know, as you think about, I think, the, uh, you know, your business, you've got to think about it, not just in terms of what you're doing, what you're seeing and feeling, but you also have to think about it a little bit in terms of the environment. And you have to think about, you know, is the environment one with a headwind or is it a tailwind? You know, and I think clearly that environment really helps you to kind of navigate your decisions moving forward. So with that being said, welcome, Kermit, and uh, look forward to our conversation today. And I think the timing is especially good since, uh, you know, you are uh, kind of un- uh, revealing some, some, some of the latest information with some of your reports. Thanks, Mark. Good to be here. Yeah, we've, we've just recently released our uh, Improving America's Housing 2021. This is a report we do every other year. Uh, and, and the fundamental purpose of that is to you know, estimate the size as well as the composition of the home improvement industry and, and spend a little bit of time figuring out where the, where the industry is headed, what it might look like over the next two, three, four years. This one, as you might imagine, has been probably the most difficult report we've we've had to write in the 25 years we've been running the program. The you know the market was crazy last year, and um, we're still trying to sort out what some of the signals are. You, you know, you talk to two different two different um, remodelers, and you wonder if if they're in the same industry in terms of their reaction to what happened to their business in 2021. So it's been a it, it, it's been a very confusing time. It's been a, you know, quite frankly, a heady time because the industry has come out of this quite strong. Um, but, but certainly it was quite the roller coaster as we went through 2020. Good. So let's do this. Why don't we start with, uh, I'm sure there are, uh, you know, two or three kind of really highlights within the report that kind of stand out that, you know, maybe they're obvious, maybe there's not. I know I, uh, you know, I was talking to some of our friends at Google, and one of the comments that they made was, you know, when you look at the rear view mirror, it all makes sense to you. You just don't know what's ahead, you know, in the horizon. And uh, so so what were some of those ahas or some of those things in the report that you think, uh, you know, really uh, uh, should be mentioned? So I, I guess the you know, number one, Mark, was sort of, you know, as we were heading into this abyss in from mid-March to April. Um, this looked like it was going to be a extremely serious recession. There were a lot of contractors out there that were quite frankly ready to, you know, kind of uh, button up their business, uh, uh, nail the door shut and, and come back in 2021. Uh, it just looked like there were no opportunities there. So seeing how this industry unfolded, how um, you know, the lockdown actually encouraged a lot of uh, households to make some pretty fundamental changes in how their home was organized and what the features were and what they wanted to do with their home environment. Really, uh, what, what was a, a, an interesting revelation, I think, about um, h- how it played out, what they did, how they responded to it, and quite frankly, how the industry might be different mo- moving forward as a result. 
So when you kind of look at things, so, you know, I think we, we, we all, uh, you know, we're predicting a lot of things. And unfortunately, we were, uh, or fortunately, actually, now that I think about it, we were wrong about a lot of things. So, so when, when you look back, you know, what, what were some of those key factors or those key elements that, that, you know, that quite frankly, turned out for most home improvement or home remodeling folks are really strong, uh, you know, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, part of it, I, 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 you know, kind of looking at this whole issue from 30,000 feet, um, one, one takeaway, I think, was really how much, and this is kind of surprising, how much the federal government did to shore up um, the economy. I mean, it was adding up what, what's the value of all the stimulus programs that they passed either in March of 2020 or December of 2020 or with the recent stimulus program from uh, you know, March of 2021, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, $5 trillion of spending in a, essentially a $20 trillion U.S. economy. And it turns out that does a lot to, uh, to shore things up. And so there were a lot of households out there that, you know, had a really tough time, lost their job, were cut back dramatically, were furloughed. Um, that were covered under the direct payments to households, that were covered under the payroll protection program, that were covered under the expanded uh, unemployment insurance uh, benefits, that were able to kind of hold their own and continue to do home improvement projects on, on one hand. On the other hand, you had a lot of folks that you know really were uh, unaffected financially by the downturn, um, could very effectively telecommute, work remotely, and, and found that gee, there's a lot of things that they normally spend their money on that they couldn't spend their money on, like trips and, you know, uh, going to the theater and going out to restaurants, going to a ball game, any number of things. And, you know, why not spend that on where I'm now spending all of my time, which is my home? Uh, I need a better home office, need better equipment. I need more space for my kids. I need to fix up my yard because that's the only place I can, you know, talk to uh, uh, friends and, and neighbors and relatives is outside. So we need to focus more on that. So it turned out to be a, you know, as we said in our report, you know, a in the midst of a very serious recession, a boon for the remodeling industry. And I think that's how we're going to look back at this uh, in the rear view mirror when we get around to that. So let's let's do this, Kermit. Let's try to kind of unpack the kind of a little bit more forward thinking and 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 try to do it in kind of three parts uh, and the three parts starting with, you know, the consumer and, and what does that look like moving forward? The projects themselves in terms of, you know, types of projects and services that may, you know, become more or less important. And then certainly with the fundamental businesses and maybe even a little bit of some of the consolidation that we're feeling but, you know, I think this notion of, you know, this has gone on for so long that I think it's safe to say that there's many things on all those fronts that may, you know, may become permanent. So starting with the consumer, what what do you see or what 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 does your, um, you know, either your data show or, or, or certainly some of your, uh, you know, your 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 insights Give us of, of what that consumer might look like. Well, I, I think consumers, number one, are more home focused. I mean, they're just much more concerned about their home environment. I think related to that, we've seen another trend, which is really 
kind of movement out of major urban areas into suburbs, exurbs, and, and rural areas. And, and why is that? You know, do I want to live in a small condo or rental apartment in an area where I can't walk outside without running into folks uh, all the time? And, and you know, in, in this concern about just sort of keeping your own space, that's not a plus. And I, you know, I like living in that area before the pandemic because I could walk to work. I could walk, you know, you know, within three blocks, there were 10 restaurants I liked. I could go shopping. I could go to the neighborhood park and things like that. And suddenly I can't do those anymore. And, and those are not assets to me. Those are liabilities to me. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think it has really accelerated this move out of urban areas into suburban areas, bigger homes, bigger lots, more space, more, more ability to adapt to uh, my home to what, what my needs are. And I think they're going to continue to, to feel that way. I, I'm, I'm expecting this sort of lift in mobility that we've seen over the last year after 20, 25 years of steady declines is going to continue. I think this uptick in the home ownership rate um, after you know, several years of a declining home ownership rate is going to continue. We saw, according to our best estimates, about a million and a half new homeowners uh, uh, last year and zero, net zero increase in the number of renters. So I think there's really interesting, pretty solid evidence that 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 home ownership makes a uh, makes a lot of sense in this environment because it gives me more options. It gives me uh, the ability to kind of lead the life I, 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 I need to lead for myself and my family um, in in a in, in an area in, in a time where I'm much more concerned about public health issues. You know, another interesting thing, and, and we've obviously at Harvard with some of our discussions and panels, we looked at a lot of different things in terms of some of these things in the past. It just seems like everything is, you know, it's like five times faster as a result of the pandemic. But one of the areas as, a, as it relates to both a, the consumer and the project is a, a real heightened interest in you know, in the health of the home, a heightened interest in kind of the energy elements in, in a home. And I remember, you know, some of our friends at Kohler, uh, at Kohler were talking about, you know, germaphobes and all of that. And certainly, you know, people are more aware than ever uh, as it relates to, uh, you know, not only the workers happening in the home, but also their decisions in the home. Any comments on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you're making the point, Mark, that a lot of things that we sort of uh, attribute to the pandemic and, and concern about health and a healthy home environment um, in, 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 in concern about sort of, you know, is my home safe? Uh, you know, you sort of alluded to technology here. Can I use technology to you know, make my home safer to monitor what's going on in my home and things like that. Those were already trends that were well in place um, before the pandemic. And I think it was very clear that they had a, a, a lot of upside potential to them. Um, but I think what we've seen over the last year is we've just really put those in overdrive now. And, and what we're kind of, what I would say were kind of niche markets, you know, kind of some folks cared about them, some folks didn't. I think now everyone cares about them. And I've, and I've seen recently, for, for example, a lot of home builders are, are building those features into their homes. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to be concerned about, you know, my buyer is going to be concerned about air filtration and water quality and, 
and, and having an HVAC system that, that, that kind of supports a, you know, a healthy internal environment and has for the necessary technology to monitor health and safety issues and things like that. Like I say, those used to be, those used to be in, you know, in, in the car analogy, those used to be add-on features, and now they come with the standard package. And, and if they come, as they come with the standard package in new homes, I think we're going to continue to see, you know, retrofit interest on existing homes. And that's going to keep remodelers busy trying to add these features that homeowners think are really pretty essential to, um, you know, to have in their home. So let, let's just shift gears for a moment here, Kermit, and kind of move towards the business of remodeling, which obviously that's of, of, of real interest to certainly you and, and, and the, you know, the folks at Harvard in terms of the group, you know, and we, we've seen a lot of things happening there. We've seen, you know, uh, finally, we've been talking about consolidation in the last, gosh, it seems like 25 years. That, that's finally more actively happening. Uh, we're also seeing, you know, some real aging of, you know, of remodeling business owners that are either transferring kind of the baton to other generations, or in fact, you know, they're looking for, you know, exit strategies and opportunities out there. Talk to us a little bit about the, the business remodeling and some of the things that you're seeing out there. Well, you, meant, you mentioned consolidation, Mark, um, you know, fragmentation. I think, you know, early on in this program, one of our realizations was that, you know, remodeling contracting is, is one of the most fragmented industries in, in, in our economy. It's just hard to point to one where there's more kind of small players. And, and you know, I think we thought about what would the advantages of consolidation be in terms of you know, providing a more professional product to the consumer and, and quite frankly, overcoming some of the, uh, the negative stereotypes that it had. I remember when we started the, uh, the, 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 the program back in the mid-90s, if you ever read a news story about a, that had a remodeling angle to it, it was invariably about this contractor that went out of business in the middle of my job and left me high and dry with, you know, windows out and walls down and things like that. And I think over time, we've developed this professionalism, but I think what's really different now is the perception for a lot of reasons that remodeling is now an investable business and we can bring outside money to this industry. And, and, and you can make a pretty strong case, for example, that remodeling is by and large a fairly stable industry, certainly compared to home building. Uh, the, the volatility in home building is much greater than it is in, in, in remodeling. And it's kind of, you know, for that reason, sort of steady money. And that's what investors are looking for, not these wild swings. They're looking for something that, that's fairly routine, something that they, it's, it's fairly predictable, something where there might be repeat business. And I think a lot of remodeling contractors are, are able to provide services so they can go back to clients, you know, maybe not year after year, but every three, four, five years and, 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 and get new, new business from them if they've done a good job in the past. So there, there's suddenly a premium on, delivering to the consumer, having a happy consumer, have that consumer spread word, uh, word of mouth that, that, that you're, they're going get, to get a good job if they do business with you and, and potentially even coming back to you when they want their next job done. So I know you don't have a you know, crystal ball, uh, but you know, one of the interesting things that I think, you know, or at least the tone that came out of your recent kind of presentations 
that that you had on your report, it just seems like there's there's a a level of optimism and and a belief that you know 2021 is going to be pretty strong and you know it's not hard to imagine that continuing on into 2022 is that kind of where you're thinking right now you know, I, I think we do have a pretty strong tailwind uh, behind us um you know there's some concern that there was so much done in 2020 that it kind of pulled through some of that work that might have happened this year or next year and happened last year but i think there's a a, a bigger list of projects and and, and you talk to sort of a traditional design build contractor. And you often hear, I was working on a project and the homeowner got a little skittish about continuing on that. I got a little skittish about sending my crew into a home and what the what the what the dangers for that might be. A lot of projects I was talking about bidding on that 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 we decided to put on hold. And those are all coming back now. I think those are going to help really shore up um, you know 2021. And in fact, you talk to a contractor now and, 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 and what kind of issues are they're dealing with and too big of a backlog, too many inquiries, um, difficulty getting labor, difficulty getting products, uh, uh, variability, volatility in prices, what I'm paying for lumber, the back, back, backlog, uh, waiting time to get appliances in and things like that. All, all the things that point to um, a, a very hot market, hopefully not an overheated market, but a very hot market that I think is going to certainly uh, carry through the end of 2021 and, 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 and into 2022. And, and there's not really any indications that things are going to be saturated at that point either. I think life will get back to what we might consider to be a, a little more uh, approximation of normal at that point in time. But, but I think we're going to continue to see households very fixated on making sure their home provides what they need because their lifestyles have changed to some extent and, and, and the home has become more important for them and the functions that they routinely carry out in their home have, have become more important to them too. So I think that that's certainly a permanent change that, that we're seeing in terms of households' attitudes towards their home. Excellent. Well, listen, Kermit, I want to thank you for uh, joining certainly us on Remodeling Mastery and uh, also want to thank our friends at the National Association of Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler and many of the folks at Engage and Leap and others that support this podcast uh, to, you know, really get out there to help you take your business to the next level. So take care, Kermit, and uh, we will, you know, continue to forge ahead. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sharefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 